Welcome to episode 334 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Down Under Championships is the focus today, and Down Under is where you will find LSKD, but you'll also find them everywhere in the world if you go to lskd.co. If you're in Australia, you can just do that, fire ahead. If you're not in Australia, you can click the little flag in the top right corner and change your location to USA, Canada, or rest of world. And you should have free delivery if you order something over $70. And if you use CPWLSKD, you get a discount as well. Speaking of discounts, you can go to join.whoop.com forward slash CPW and you will get a free strap. And I think they still have a discount going until the end of November. Um, and it's a pretty hefty one. If it's not, then you'll still get a discount with that link. But I think there might be a discount going where it's actually at its cheapest ever rate. You can also go to billfratis.com and you can get yourself a bag to carry your whoop strap and chargers and all your LSKD clothes. Um, if you use CPW15, but they also have a discount on currently. They've got, I think, 30% off a lot of their bags, which is pretty good. That's billfratis.com. If you're a coach, you can go to get.fitter.training. They have a deal on for November where they're giving you their time. And they're explaining how to use the app and how to integrate it into your coaching and into your community in the most effective way for being profitable and economic with your time. Frog Grips are the latest sponsor on the show. And they have grips, knee sleeves, tape, all sorts of stuff. They're also going to be at Down Under Championships. They're launching like a leopard print thumb tape while they're there. You can go to GoWad.app or you can download the GoWad app and you can start a free trial for 14 days. They, I'm pretty sure they still have 30% off as well. Um, and you can do a mobility test where you find out what your shortcomings are, what you need to work on, and then it will tailor the program towards you um, and what you need to do. Speaking of tailor, you can go to selfmadetrainingprogram.com and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial there and see why I like it so much. Now, today's guest, Rob Forte is a coach, an affiliate owner, a multi-multi-multi-year games athlete. And this weekend, he's running Down Under Championships. Tickets are still available. We preview the show as well as talking about Jay Crouch and his relationship with him and how he got a start in CrossFit, I guess, and got to where he is today. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. What time um, is it for you? <laughs> it's like 8. <laughs> 20 p.m. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're like, what, half six? No. Yeah, uh, just after 7 a.m. Okay. So, what is the exact okay. time? 20 past seven. Yeah, not bad. Were you coaching this morning or training this morning? I was coaching. I don't train this early. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just... I find I get a lot of niggles if I train in the morning. Okay. Where I allow a little bit of time for my body to warm up and then get into it in the afternoon. Yeah, you gotta you gotta let it like uh, lubricate. That's right. Let those joints lubricate, especially as uh, get a little bit older. Yeah. What age are you, Rob? Thirty-seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Not that old, or else I'm old too. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, um, how long have you been doing CrossFit for? Uh, it'll be four, actually 14 years this month. Wow. Okay. How, how can you be so specific? Did something terrible happen the first time you did it or something? <laughs> no, I just knew it was November 2009. Okay. So I was going to say 13 years, but then I'm like, no, I'm actually coming up to 14 now. So yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't traumatic. It was actually really enjoyable when I started. Can you remember like wh why you started or how you got into it? Yeah, I remember I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Pretty fresh into it, maybe like two three months, and my dad actually started doing CrossFit, and he uh, was talking about it, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like it'd be good for BJJ, so I started doing it. And I was waking up so beat up just from both, like sore joints, could hardly move my neck and just being sore from CrossFit and also being sore from getting choked out. Um, I stopped slowly going to BJJ and kept the CrossFit going and 
did my first comp within three months and did really well and uh, yeah, I just stopped going to BJJ and just kept doing CrossFit. Is is um I'm sure you get asked this a lot. Is is the is your name present present pronounced like a fortress or like someone's strong suit? <laughs> is it like fort or forte? Forte. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. and how, so what age is your dad? So thirteen years ago. So you were like twenty two, twenty three ish. Um, what age was he when he started doing CrossFit? Uh, what's he now? He is. 61 so about 50 47 or so roughly yeah that's shit maths but roughly um <laughs> yeah 48 why um why did he start doing it because that's that's kind of it's quite late to start something new like why did he start doing it yeah so he actually heard about crossfit through uh commando steve okay which he he went to the CrossFit Games in two thousand and nine, came fourth, um, and he was on a TV show called Biggest Loser. Okay. And uh, yeah, he was just curious to see his background and see whether he was actually a legit commando, and then saw that uh, he does, he was doing CrossFit, and then my dad was actually in Subway uh, getting some lunch and saw a guy with CrossFit T-shirt on and asked him, is there a CrossFit around here? And he goes, oh, I've got my open day this weekend. And that's uh, how it came about. So my dad was one of the first members in there, and I was one of the first few as well. Um, and then it ended up being business partners with that owner to open up CrossFit Frankston. And oh, we cool. ended up going separate ways after about a year, uh, mutually. And yeah, so not... Not too long after starting, I had my own gym and was fully into it. What, and did you have a different job? Like, were you in, in, in a different career at that stage or were you just out of college? Yeah, when, when I left school, I did my carpentry apprenticeship. Okay. And then uh, for a couple of years after that, I was building trailers uh, with my dad and brother. So I was doing that while I had the gym. I was doing that for probably year and a half so i'd get up drive to frankston which is about a half an hour drive uh take the 6 a.m session drive back work on the trailers all day come back in the afternoon take the afternoon session go back home so we only had two sessions a day to start with and then after i went to the games in 2011 i was like i'm just going to commit to the gym thing quit my trailer building job and added more classes in and and kind of took it from there. Um, were you programming for Frankston or how, how did you do that? Uh, when I took over it by myself, yes, I was. Okay. Yeah. And when you 20, were doing... 2011, yeah. When you were doing the... Um, fuck, okay. So you took over... This is like actually really impressive. So you took over uh, Frankston solo the same year that you first qualified for the games and then you qualified yeah. for the games eight more yeah. times after that while running the gym on your own like yes as, as a sole operator that's really impressive um i definitely wasn't expecting to qualify in 2011. what was uh, your dad's reaction when you qualified uh, i guess he was proud but i don't really recall yeah because i feel like if that's kind of like that thing you know where um you often have, I've often heard people say like, oh, I got on into cross and my friend was doing it and really liked it and asked me to try it. And then like, suddenly it's fucking James Newbury going to the games. And I always wonder, is the yeah. friend like, fuck's sake, like that should yeah. have been me or, you know, but I wonder, is your dad the opposite? Was he like, yes, I introduced him to it. And now he's like, he's going from here to the games. Yeah. He's like, I, I produced that. Like he gets, he's, he's, uh, he, he produced it in a lot of ways. His, yeah. He goes, he gets all his talent from me. He doesn't yeah, mind yeah. bragging about that. But um, it, it, say... it doesn't come from him. It comes from my mum. I'm not going to give him any credit. <laughs> um, did your mum do CrossFit too? <laughs> she does, yeah. Okay, She's been cool. to the game as well. Oh, shit, okay. In age times. groups? Uh, yeah, a couple of times in age group category. 
the same year that you were there. Yeah. But did you guys did you guys overlap? Yes, I think it was maybe the last year in Carson, so twenty sixteen, and yeah. I think the first year in uh, Madison, twenty seventeen. Wow. So did did not, she start doing CrossFit because your dad started doing it too? Yeah, they started pretty similar time. He like whatever type of man he is, he must be. He's either going to be one or two ways about it. He's going to be like, I am so proud of my wife and my son for like, <laughs> I, I'm just so thrilled. Or else he's like secretly seething over the fact that he like he found something that he liked, showed it to yeah. you two, and then you two become multi year games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, he was funny. pretty good back in the day. Um, did some local comps and stuff. But wasn't anywhere near as consistent as my yeah. uh, myself and my mum. So when you took over, you uh, started in Frankston there, and then you took it over solo. Was there anything um, like was that because you thought, okay, I really like doing this, but I feel like um, I feel like I can I can have a better run of it myself. And then if that was the case, was there anything after you took it over that you were like, oh, fuck, like I didn't anticipate this or I didn't think of this bit? No, we both had to travel, uh, you know, a little bit and having both gyms and the guy I was business partners with, he was like, I just don't want to travel anymore. And he goes, I'm thinking about selling it. And I'm like, I'll just take over it. You take over the one you originally started. And that's kind of how that went about. Um, And then not too long after, like, just be able to commit to a little bit more and saw a lot of growth in the member base and we moved to a bigger space quite quickly and so it was all going well there was definitely no regrets at all um i enjoyed the whole process and could put some full-time staff on pretty quickly like within 12 months had two full-time staff so the workload actually decreased pretty quickly but it was just getting it off the ground that first 12, 18 months was pretty, pretty tough having another, another job. And, um, yeah, I can see how, you know, people get into it thinking it'll be cool and get to train all day and all of that, but it's not really that at all. Um, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people say if, if, if you want to start money, if you want to get money that it's not like, just forget it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. what it's for. Yeah. Yeah, you got to definitely have the work ethic and be a business person. Otherwise, it it's not really feasible. Yeah. So you're like 13 or so years an affiliate owner then. Yeah. Um, when you yeah, see what's happening. was when CrossFit Franks was affiliated. Okay. So over 13 years. Um, so when you see the um, the changes and stuff that are happening and like all the the new hires and you know, like there's a lot like hitters, but a lot of videos and there's a lot of different media outlets talking about it and stuff. Are you phased by that at all? Like, are you in any way, like, I don't like this or are you just like, I'm just going to keep paying and keep coaching the people that come in. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really care. Like to me, I can't really control any of it. So I don't let it bother me at all. What would you do if they said, okay, we're everyone's paying five grand there. Um, I'd probably just deal with it and <laughs> move on. Like it yeah. is what it is. Can't do anything about it. If I don't yeah. like it, I'll be affiliate, but I guess I'd just weigh it up. Um, again, I just got that mindset, like just deal with what's in front of me and make it work. And if there's other options or better options out there, I'll explore those. But, um, yeah, if they want to go that, in that direction, it means that they lose people. It's that's their their call. But I doubt yeah. I doubt uh, they would do that. Um, not increase the the amount that specifically, but upset a lot of people and uh, affect their business. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you get one I of those surveys? I just try not to get too emotional and too worked up with things I yeah. can't really control. <laughs> that's fair. Did you get one of those survey emails? Uh, probably. I just ignore most of them. <laughs> <It's fair. laughs> probably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, is is there something then? Like, is there something that has kept you affiliating year on year 
like not just being Franks in strength and fitness or Franks in gym, the fact that you're across or Franks in this long, is there something about it or something about your relationship with it or what you believe it to be that keeps you coming back every time? Yeah, I definitely believe in the methodology and the community side of things. Like for me, if I was to train at home by myself, I'd, I'd definitely wouldn't get as much out of it compared to being in this environment. And I know I've kind of created this environment, but that came from me starting CrossFit, seeing that, being involved in it, and I've just kind of carried that forward. Um, the people within the space, early days, just learning so much from all of those people, uh, not just fitness-based, but just lifestyle and mindset and just everything really just being a better person i've learned all of that through crossfit and through the people involved in crossfit so i think there's a lot of good that comes from it there's a lot of good people in the industry yeah within crossfit itself so i respect that and kind of want to still be involved with that moving mm. forward um you did the age group qualifiers last year didn't you the semi-finals uh no I just did the uh, open as an age grouper. Like, okay. I didn't do the quarterfinals. I don't think I ever have, just because no one in the gym really does it. So I'd just be doing it on my own. And and you you wouldn't do it for the qualifying as an individual and a team and an age group. Um, <laughs> I could, but no. <laughs> Last year, last year was actually my worst finish across the board. I let my strength numbers slip away quite a bit, and surprisingly, it, it affected me a lot. Um, on the leaderboard, I wasn't expecting it. It was a bit of a shock, actually. The open was really bad because of the thruster, oh, and yeah. then the semif uh, sorry quarterfinals, the clean and jerks at 125 kilos just buried me, so... I, uh, yeah, I just didn't do as well as I thought I would. Normally, I just uh, keep up there. But um, that was a motivator for me to get a little bit stronger. Like, I'm not going to train any more than I have been. I just still do an hour a day. But I'm just putting a little bit more consistency and effort into, into that side. Just because I still like to push myself and perform well, but without dedicating too much time. And uh, you still program for the affiliate now, yeah? Yeah. Um, so do you, do you ever, like, avoid that? Say if you let your strength slip away, was that because when you were programming for the affiliate, you were like, no, fuck that, I'm not doing that. I'll do this instead. <laughs> Everyone's going to do, like, running and bike because I'm not doing deadlifts. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I just uh, had, like, a lot of other things popping up, and I just... Uh, not do not do certain things on certain days and just be missing squat yeah. days and be missing deadlift days. And I was dealing with having sore knees for a while, so I couldn't squat for a while there, um, especially back squats um, and going heavy. So it was just a few things kind of uh, coming together at the same time that uh, affected me being consistent with that leading into last year's open and that time of year and does it like so you've obviously for 10 11 years crossfit training like training yourself was one of your like top pillars of focus obviously because you were like yeah. so consistently at the top level for so long so that like i find we're obviously on very different planes of existence here but i find that like if something is going to give for me, it's training is going to give. So like, I'm at, I'm just at that stage of my life where I have two young kids, I have this, yeah. I have work and it's just like, all right, fuck it. Like that's, that's just going to have to suffer today. And then yeah. I get into periods of like high motivation where I'm like, oh yeah, every, like no matter what, I'm getting up early tomorrow, blah, blah. And then that kind of goes away and I just don't have the discipline at the yeah. stage I'm at now to consistently do it. Are you yeah. like, is that, have you come off the back of that now? Like say, cause you obviously have the gym, you have, um, you have a young family as well. You have down under, like you have all these kind of different plates. And then like, yeah. I suppose the easiest one to let fall is the training one because it has the least impact on other people. Yeah. 
and that that's definitely what happened. Um, yeah, I found my groove a little bit more, and I was able to recently prioritize training a little bit more, at least four times a week, so four days a week. But yeah, I did go through that phase of letting training go. Um, I remember down under last year, I was hardly kind of training in the lead up to that because there was so much work to do. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just going to keep working um, and not stop for half an hour, an hour and train. Like I yeah. just decided that. Where now I do stop. I'm like, no, I'm going to stop. I'm going to do it. And then and is that, is that priorities or is that delegation? Like have you, have you gotten to the stage now where you can like entrust other people to do things that you would have had to have done yourself before so it means just being up a little bit later at night and doing the work uh just delaying the work and being just realized that being a little bit more focused when it's time to work as well so i can get a little bit more done uh in the same amount of time by focusing yeah. a little bit more and being a little bit more disciplined with with what i'm doing in my time so just I think I've got a little bit better at time management and fitting more work in a certain time and then just getting to say 3.30 or three o'clock in the afternoon and going, all right, I'm putting, putting it down, gonna go and train and then I'll get back into it. Even if it means I've got to stay up at nine, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night to get the work done. So yeah, it's it's definitely, it's it's harder with so many things going on, like two kids and the gym and down under and got a few other things going on. So I'm renovating my house as well. So there's uh yeah, there's a bit there's a bit going on, but what I'm is what is your kids? What's that, sorry? What is your kids? Uh four and two. Oh fuck, okay. Great age. They're very independent. <laughs> yeah how did you how did you how did you cultivate that independence in them ask asking for a friend <laughs> well yeah mine are, um, mine are um three before christmas and one of them was two like a couple of months ago that's year or two there yeah um, okay. i don't know why i said that i'm not i'm saying that more to people watching than i am to you i know you know that they're your kids um and my uh yeah, one of them turned two. My wife is pregnant again, so now we have a third coming. So it's going to be right. it's going to be four two zero. Was that um, plan? Yeah, Rob, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that tends to be the reaction from people is like, "Oh, like intentionally." It's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. We we deliberately did it. It's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have, but we did. <laughs> you yeah. actually wanted three. Yeah, like to be honest. So I remember someone told us that um, if you have one child, you lose six months of sleep in the first two, first two years. Uh, so then I was like, right, fuck it. Let's just have two, like really close <laughs> together. And then we'll lose a year out of four and it's fine. Um, and then we were like getting to the point where things were about to, we felt things were about to start returning to normal on that side of things like sleep and stuff. So we were like, yeah. if we, I said, if we don't have a kid now, I will never have another child because I'm not going to yeah. get my sleep back and then sacrifice it again because yeah. I know how bad it is. So it's like now or never. So you're like right now. Um, <laughs> but like you have to get a new fucking car. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. it's not straightforward as like just going from one to two. It's like yeah. a whole different ballgame. Yeah, um, yeah. So your son is the older one. Yes. Yeah. And what's, what's he like with your daughter? Is he like protective mm -hmm. or? Uh, he's pretty good. Um, he's rough. Like, yeah, he throws her around <laughs> so a little she'll, bit. She'll be hardy when she's older then. Yeah, well, she definitely is. She's like, she's wrestling him now. Um, yeah, and then when he wrestles her back, then that's when we have to kind of Step in. separate the two. But yeah, she'll she'll definitely be a little tough one. Um, yeah. she's, she's growing fast. I was like, <laughs> he better look out once she gets just the same size as him. Um, yeah, I remember when um, with our kids, I, I just realized that's an ad for Reebok, so I'm just going to take that down. I shouldn't have had that up for that long. <laughs> um, I, uh, when we uh, when we had our son, our daughter was like fine about it as soon as he could start moving. Yeah. Since from then until now, it's constant like, 
if he's coming towards her general vicinity, it's like, ah! it's like, he's not even going near you. It's like, he's going <laughs> to take something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. Yeah. Appar- apparently it gets easier though. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll they definitely, uh, they're, they're pretty good. Like, yeah, he's, he's caring, but he's, he's, he's rough a lot of the time. <laughs> caring in his own way. Yeah. He's caring yeah. like a brother. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you, so obviously there's a, an aspect there that's, I suppose you accepted that it was happening, but it maybe wasn't a conscious decision to, or was it like to step away from competing and to be like, all right, I'm going to train to train and I'm going to focus on my businesses and my family and stuff. And competing is going to have to take a back seat as a byproduct. Like, was that a conscious thing or was it, did it just kind of happen? Yeah, it was kind of forced through COVID, I guess. But, um, yeah, 2019 was my last year. And then 2020 is when COVID came around and, I was enjoying the team stuff uh, quite a bit and there was no team thing in 2020 during that period. So yeah, the last couple of years as individual, I probably the last year I'd say I didn't really enjoy too much. I Just because of the sacrifices and stuff? and I loved the training. Um, I loved all the work in the lead up to competition. I just... I, don't know, I just didn't really enjoy the competition itself. Like, uh, yeah, I just loved the day-to-day training. It was just, just that. Like, um, I know maybe it was putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform a little bit better a year on. Uh, but the team stuff I really enjoyed. Enjoyed the strategic part of it and kind of developing, especially when I was an affiliate team developing the other athletes and trying to bring them up as well. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that whole process. And I guess that transitioned into, you know, helping Jay and the other guys in the gym and kind of got a little bit more out of that or enjoyed that more than competing myself. So the transition out during COVID, I'm like, oh, well, I think I'm done now. But uh, I was kind of forced to be done. Because I'd just sign up to the Open and then just kind of make it happen every year. Like, didn't really yeah. think too far ahead or plan it. It just kind of happened. Um, and do yeah. you think, was it made easier, the fact that Jay and them were there, that, like, you are you didn't have to actually re-identify yourself as, like, I'm not an athlete anymore. It was like, all right, now I'm helping these guys. As opposed to if you just stopped and it was, like, going back to being a coach and an affiliate rather than that kind of yeah. elite level. Yeah, I could still be involved, still go to all these major competitions and uh, still try and push them as much as I could in the training, uh, in the gym and uh, during their training. So, yeah, it was definitely, I guess, an easier transition out. Uh, It was still hard to let go of. Like, you still want to be that good athlete in the gym and, like, like I'm still a very competitive person. Mm. So... It was almost better to let my fitness slip away a little bit more like it did the last open because I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not where I was at. I can't do what I used to do now. Um, yeah. But then it's also fun to then try and creep back up. But without, like I said, that time dedication, it's like how much or how fit can I be just doing an hour a day? Yeah. How much can I put into that hour, like in terms of focus and effort? to get as much out of that as I can. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, so you, you, when you were coaching Jay, he was on your team first, right? He was on the, yeah. the affiliate yeah. team um, when he was like seven. Um, and you were coaching him uh, through that and then afterwards. And he, he made it to the games and he was like a dominant force in Australia. And he'll say himself that it didn't really transfer over to when he was at the games that he kind of got a bit of a shock the first year, I think. And then, you know, didn't do, didn't have as much of an improvement as he thought he would after yeah. that, despite still like dominating in Australia. Um, and it was interesting to me where just before the games it be, or before semifinals or just after semifinals, maybe it became apparent that he had joined proven and that he's being coached by them. Yeah. Um, and interestingly then, fucking that's not i'm not even doing a thumbs up uh, <laughs> interestingly then um at the games i think well, maybe i shouldn't have been but i was really surprised to see you at the games 
um, and to see you like with Jay and because I suppose I always assume when something that like that happens that one or both people think the other person is a dick and that they've like <laughs> fallen out and they hate each other and it's like fuck that guy he left me or fuck that guy I'm leaving him one or the other um, yeah. but you guys seem to have a really healthy just like amicable genuine yeah. wishing you all the best sort of scenario is that accurate? Yes because the way that came about after semi-finals, it was actually before I uh, was have, had the idea of potentially reaching out to one of these training camps to get him involved to prep for the games. Um, not necessarily just over there, but jump on their programming and get hit with the volume that they do. Because I felt like previous years that was the the missing piece was the the work ethic, doing the work required to do well at the games. Um, so I thought I could do that, but to get a little bit more trust in that process, let's go to someone that has the track record. So I reached out to one. There was a little bit of yeah, we can. We'll see what we can do. Um, so then I reached out to another and uh, it was a little bit the same, but we made it work and that's kind of how that came about. So, um, so we ended up chat, I ended up chatting to Shane and well, Jay and I both did and uh, they made it happen where he could jump on their programming, then go over there and prep for it and all of that. So I was involved in that process. Um, so that's, yeah, because well, I knew that's what would be best for him. Um, moving forward yeah it's remarkable really because most people would be like no <laughs> like stay here because even the fact that you that you recognize you needed it and as yeah. you say you probably could have done something towards getting him to where he needs to go but like why do something to 75 percent like or 80 percent or even 90 percent when there's someone yeah. who has a trusted proven pardon the pun, but proven track record yeah, yeah. <laughs> of doing that thing. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, I'm finding it really hard not to ask who the first camp you reached out to is, but what was it about, like, what were you looking for in a camp? Like, what was the, the thing that you were trying to identify that made it, in your head, a good fit for what you were doing? Uh, it was pretty much just, yeah, track record and um, somewhere where he would go and feel welcome and also just it was more so just him trusting that whatever they're doing is going to work because mm. um, i know with our relationship i felt like we we lost that a little bit from like what you said a couple of disappointing years and i can see that i'm not silly i can pick up on that that's why i made that decision to to change it up to hopefully get a different result and hopefully you know he he could show up every day and work hard and know that it will potentially pay off in it and it did so it, was, it worked out well isn't it funny that whenever that phrase any variation of working hard and it paying yeah, off no. or yeah, hard right. work hard work <laughs> being paid off or anything like that just instantly goes like oh hey should we feel um yeah. The, they've like copyrighted a famous CrossFit phrase. Um, what was it then um, that you saw where you were like, "Oh fuck, I'm losing it. I'm losing the the trust of it here." Was it just like attitude to training? Was it like ap application and training? Was it questioning training a bit more? Was it like was there something specific, or was it just a general vibe? Uh, it was a general vibe. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was, I was the kind of the same, like, um, you know, looking back at what was done that, what was it, 2022 season, it was a little bit more of a, uh, let's prioritize intensity over volume, um, which, yeah, didn't, didn't work at that level. It does yeah. at semi-final level, but it doesn't at the games level. Yeah. Um, it's just way more of a workload to get through. It's also... Uh, allowing a little bit more time, like he's talked about, to acclimatise, get used to the heat, because that hit him pretty hard 2022 as well. So um, he spent a lot longer prepping this time because of that. 
uh, spent more time in the US in a hotter climate. So then when he went to Madison, it just felt like nothing. So yeah. there was a lot of, there was a few things, not just the, the training itself, but I think the, the preparation was definitely, you know, twofold what he'd done previous years. Like he did twice as much work. And yeah. I said to him, like, that's all you, like you put that work in. No one else did. Like you did the work. Yeah. And it paid off. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great though. It is, uh, it is really great. Like seeing that sort of relationship. Like I think, uh, Allegra here says that it's the same with Jacob Hefner, you know, bringing Olivia to prove and to just to, yeah. just to get up like the, again, the easy thing to do. And she continued to like it to truly care about progressing them in the sport, do you know, not yeah. just like whatever. Um, yeah, Jack, well, you're catching up there, good man, proven. <laughs> uh, is it, did you, did you feel like, you know, at a loose end a bit at the games this year then compared to other years, were you a bit like, what do I do here now? Cause I'm not as like integral as I was other years. Yeah, it, it was hard to be on the other side, I guess, like normally you're in the warm up area and you get to see everything. But in saying that, it was a cool experience to see everything else that happens at the CrossFit Games and experience it all. Um, yeah. Because I've never done that before. That was why well, I competed nine times and I've been, that was my 11th CrossFit Games. I never experienced, as, experienced it as a spectator in terms of walking around and seeing the vendors and doing some workouts, just interacting with people, having conversations. Um, I've never done that before. So it was cool in that sense yeah. um, to see it all and connect with people I haven't connected with for a long time. People I used to compete against early days, your OG CrossFitters actually be able to go and have a conversation with them, bump into them. Um, I participated in some of the seminars I had at the affiliate lounge, like got some education in. Um, yes, it was actually quite good. That's cool. Um, at, at semifinals then, I remember seeing that you, um, you did demo team at Torian, is that right? Yeah, that was like a, a last minute thing. Hey, can you demo some movements? I'm like, yeah, give me a free parking ticket. <laughs> really close to the venue, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to walk far afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get on to talking about uh, Down Under in a minute, but I'm just kind of curious there of like Torian is obviously, it's the semi-final event. And even before it was a semi-final, it was a pretty big dick event in Australia where it was like, they really put on a show and it's like a, it's yeah. a whopper event always. Um, there's obviously no ill energy between the two then down under and Tori. And if they're reaching out to you and asking, Hey, will you do demo team? Like there's obviously a good relationship there as well. There's no like overly competitive nature between the two. E. No, like they're very different ones. Are, you know, CrossFit, that's part of the CrossFit game season. The other one's a standalone event. A different time of year so i think just that alone kind of separates them a bit mm. there are two standalone events you know it's got to be in the off season there's only so many comps you can go to i think that's where we'd be kind of direct competitors where i think yeah. that's why we're not it's, one's a you know sanctioned event the other one's not so um yeah that, that's what i think the main difference is and i get along with the two boys that own it and um yeah that's i'm happy to help them out wherever i can yeah like that and make sure that the semi-finals you know everyone's on the same page with the workouts and all of that and it's all clear so if i can help out with that i'm happy to i guess it makes you look good as well like it makes down under I seem like a more moving still so yeah <laughs> but it makes it makes down under look good as in if Torian looks good and puts Australia on the map and like people are like, fuck, like Australians put on a good show and then they see down under in the off season, they might be like, well, shit, if it's Anathan, like the other show that yeah. we've seen, like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
um, people want to travel to Australia. Like I had a lot of these conversations when I was at the games. There's a lot of people wanting to come out and spend a month. Some of those training camps I was talking mm. about, they want to come over and run some training camps and stuff like that prior to our event and then do the competition itself. So there's a lot of that in the works for next year. Um, so yeah, it's a good time of year. Like there's a lot going on that time of year with Rogue and, you know, Rogue's very high paying events. People are going to prioritize that. So we have to kind of work around Rogue if we still want to get some big names to travel over and do our event. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's kind of sandwiched between Rogue and Wadapalooza really. That's your, your biting yeah, point that you have to get around. Du Dubai, but Dubai seems to have dropped off a little bit in terms of high, high profile athletes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I feel like they're, I feel like they've either lost ground or they're just changing their focus. Like one or the other, yeah. that they're, yeah. they seem to be going through a transitional phase. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do wonder, is it because like people are like, oh, fuck that. I'm just after doing rogue or like, fuck that. I'm going to Australia. You know, like if it's like one yeah. of those, Hopefully. you know, yeah. Um, there are, are some incredible athletes going, um, some incredible teams, especially. And you had the same last year. Um, I remember what, I guess I was kind of semi-aware of it because of you and because of Jay and just, I kind of, I'm friendly with a lot of the Australian athletes. So I kind of follow what they're doing and stuff. Um, yeah. and then this year, it seems like the, it, the hype of last year of like, say Chandler and those guys going over and stuff seems to have, you know, I guess when you do something like that, you want to build off it. You don't want it to just to happen and then try to just replicate what you did to make as big of a fuss. And you want it to be like a platform to jump off of. And like, yeah. it seems to be on an incredible trajectory where now it's like they're going but they're bringing other people with them and like other people are going because they're going and other, like there seems to be that there's now like a big group mentality towards going over to Australia. Like you say, this thing of it's going to be summer over there. It's going to be nice weather. It's going to be an experience yeah. as well as just doing a competition. Is that something that you've consciously worked towards? Yeah, we have, um, trying to, yeah, we've got someone in place now to help us with that as well. Like, if the athletes don't have plans, let's try and help them out with some plans to make it a bit more of an experience and not just be the competition itself. So uh, have the, you know, going and I'm not across it directly, but we've got someone in place, you know, constantly in contact with them and trying to give them some itinerary um, or fill their itinerary or their time prior to the event or after the events to make it a better experience. And then they can go back to the US or Europe or wherever they're from, tell the other guys how good it was. So then we get more of them come back. Um, but we yeah. want them to have a good time while they're over here and not just see a stadium and that's it. We want to get them to see a little bit more about uh, what Australia's about and uh, experience it while they're over here. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. So Sarah is there. Um, yeah. And this this picture just gets me every time, every time I see it. Um, so there, you've got a Frog Grips team in as well. Um, and I had expected, where is he? I had expected Jake to be on that team, but he's obviously going individual. That's his, yeah. uh, his focus. Um, and then these guys, Ricky just is, put a team together as well. Last minute. Who's on that team? Uh, it's Ricky Ben, which is his brother. Oh yes. And, uh, and one of the pan checks. Yeah. Spencer. I remember seeing that and being like, all right, most random team award. Congratulations. Yeah. Won. I was <laughs> like, that is bizarre, but like all power to them. Yeah. I was like, that makes no sense to me, but brilliant. Um, <laughs> And then these guys, which like, I feel like any, maybe this is just me overanalyzing things, but I feel like any team that these two guys are on, whoever the other person is, it's basically a tug of war of like, I want them. No, I want them. Like, I feel like that's all <laughs> their teams are like Madrid and here. Um, yeah. And it's great. You got Annika going over. She's obviously in, in uh, she trains with Noah. She's gone over individual. And then I was watching these guys uh, today 
training uh they're putting us in training stuff as well so they're like it's a shit ton of games athletes like really um yeah on the men's side it's it's gonna be good that we've got those three solid teams and then yeah hopefully there's one or two <laughs> local teams yeah that's it's just so it's just so random it's just like it's like someone photoshopped i know this photo is obviously photoshopped (laughs) together but it's like someone photoshopped it and just put the wrong person in or something or just like i don't know just put him in as a placeholder it's like i love it but it's just so random it's not the person i would have thought um but yeah it's cool um and then i also noticed that you um shit will i be able to find it now hang on I'm really shit at doing this and I'm doing it at the same time as talking to you. Um, but I also noticed that you guys, you're doing like uh, an affiliate. Like a gathering. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing the Australia, New Zealand gathering at the same time as like during the event as well. Yeah. So that's the Thursday, the day before we had that on last year. Um, yeah. They do some educational pieces and have some guest speakers and all of that. Um, yeah, so it was really successful last year, so they're doing it again this time around. It's cool as well, though, because it's like you're obviously taking the sort of, uh, like, all of the different aspects that you've experienced yourself through the years, you're putting it all under one roof, basically. So you've got those affiliates, like, you've been an affiliate owner for, like, over a decade, so you've got that covered. Yeah. You've got the elite-level competition and the community competition, both of which you've had a part in over the years you have also started adding in or have you know last year and this year added in those kind of scenarios that you've enjoyed yourself this last eight months when you got over to madison and got to experience it for the first time where you're like shit i've got all this free time i can actually yeah. do some shit and yeah. now you're offering that to other people that are going as well yeah the opportunity to work out during the competition i really enjoyed um, so we've added that in this time round. We've got a community gym, um, so people will have the opportunity to get a workout in during the competition, not just be sitting down, watching the same workout over and over again. They can kind of have a break from that, go and do a go wad or uh, go and do a session. Um, we're going to have some CrossFit staff out there. Proven's going to be running sessions as well. So. Cool. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a bit going on, and yeah, like like you said, a lot of that comes from all of all of our ideas. But yeah, personally, what I enjoy as well, and I think it's good. Um, Another division that we added in this year, which I don't know if you saw, was the futures, which is I got that idea from seeing it in Supercross. That's not sure if you know what Supercross is, but sounds like something to do with bikes motorbike uh, racing indoors, like big big jumps. So Futures is like 16 to 19 year olds. Okay, so Uh, you're looking at that group that's aged out or is about to age out basically. Bridge bridge that gap between once they're done as a teenager to being in that elite division. I Mm -hmm. especially notice on the, the male side that a lot of athletes, really good athletes, lose motivation or tend to drop off uh because they miss out for a couple of years in a row or two or three years in a row and then we don't really see them again and they were at the games as teenagers and then we don't see them actually at the elite level um because yeah they've dropped off i think yeah it's a motivation thing so i thought it'd be a good idea to try and bridge that gap get them to at least 19 years old where they can still be competitive um, and then it's like, all right, you might have, you might make that jump or you might have one or two years where you still got to work a little bit hard and then you can make it, um, into the elite division. But yeah, I think on the, the female side, they can make that transition a lot sooner. Mm. Um, it seems to be like they're at younger age where on the male side, it's more your 23, 24. There's some yeah, exception to that. You're sort of waiting for that like man, man strength, basically. Yeah. Kick yeah. In, for yeah. a lot of them, strength is the major issue. Yeah. And like I mean, I, I I'm still waiting my, for my man strength. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for my dad's strength. I was like, yeah. maybe a third child will bring it on. Man, I'll know. report back, but fucking doubt <laughs> it. 
Um, the um, the other thing then as well is you. So you had an adaptive division last year as well. Um, yeah. And you had uh, so Rogan was obviously there and he was competing in that. Um, yeah. And he's, so we, he's he's a fucking beast. It was yeah, a kind yeah. of an exhibition. Yeah. Toe in the water type division. Is that fair? Yeah, because we don't have that that many involved and there's so many different divisions it's like yeah how do we do it where we we wanted to have that we wanted to have them on display and show you know it's pretty inspirational to have those guys out on the floor and have everyone see it and have more adaptive athletes watch it and be inspired by it and want to be out there so um we've done the same thing again it's more of a showcase but for that reason, it's more of an inspirational thing. Try and grow it over here because yeah. we 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 don't have enough in each category to then turn it into a competition on its own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's still good to have them involved. We we had more involved this year than what we did last year, so it's obviously trending in the right direction. Um, it is tricky. It's the same as well, I guess, as those elites. Like you want people to see them you want people to see people like rogan yeah. you want people like rogan to see someone like rogan doing what he's doing and then think well shit next year i can work towards that or like yeah. or someone else to see it and say hey have you seen this guy he he's missing a leg too and he yeah. can do whatever um yeah and then you want them going back and telling their friends but i suppose the thing is because the elite athletes are all at that level already and they can talk to each other and it's it's an instant like fucking thumbs up it's an instant uh no you can't do it rob <laughs> it's an instant um you know they don't have a gap to bridge they're just like yeah fuck it i'll i'll go whereas like someone who's new to the sport or who's like maybe just kind of tipping along in an affiliate it will take longer for that word of mouth to become an actionable thing i guess yeah and the way we've got it structured that person can be involved and they don't need to be elite yeah. in the adaptive division. Like it's an expre- expression of interest and we're not really turning anyone away. Like, um, and we're allowing scaling different kind of options with the, with the events. So yeah, it is, it is open to anyone that really wants to, um, get into it, I guess. Yeah. It's cool as well. Cause I think, uh, I know John Singleton with the crown is doing something similar with that competition um and then pit team throwdown well i don't know what's going to happen now but before they had the games they were doing i think they called it varsity and it sounds like the same so it's cool to see it happening on three different continents like the same kind of yeah the same failing is being spotted by different people and trying to be rectified rather than just oh that's shit and then anyway where's noah and like you know like just focusing yeah. on that side of things um yeah. last year was obviously got a lot of attention and it was like a large event like it's a fucking big venue it's a big undertaking like you've got different a lot of different spaces all in one area um one location whatever um so it's a lot to manage and stuff is there anything say this year that you're doing vastly different than last year where you were like all right that didn't work at all we need to change it or is it just really just fine-tuning now uh it's going to be a little bit different how it's structured and what we're doing uh last year we weren't able to use the field outside this year we're able to and that was just restrictions from the venue um i compromised by running it one of the events on the side of the hill which i remember that yeah yeah uh yeah so it was next to the field normally where they would have spectators sit and watch the field i was like can i use that grass area because you don't want me to ruin your perfectly manicured grass here they're like yeah you can do whatever you want up there so that's how that one came about um say for that was was the was the change this year because they trusted you more or like how come you're allowed to do this year last year there was another event close to it that had something maybe a soccer game or something close and they didn't want us to ruin the turf or damage it at, uh, at all um so yeah that was that was the main reason why it was just timing that we weren't able to use it and yeah the field last year on the side of the field we had a few quite a few complaints about people not being able to see it um so that's one thing we've i guess taken away and trying to 
to change is everything we set up, making sure that people can see it. Um, but yeah, we're going to have quite a bit going on, like we are just talking about. We've got a lot of divisions, but we don't have like, okay, intermediate teams, you're just in this arena and elites, you're just in this arena. It's like everyone will be doing very similar events and in the same locations, same arenas. Okay, I follow so you. Over the weekend, we'll have uh, two main ones, but uh, we'll touch on a third as well. A third. That's cool. Uh, arena or location. Um, when will workouts start coming out? Or will they? Uh, next week. So I think it's... I think it's the 20th. Like, I haven't scheduled it. I've just... Here it is. You push it out. Um, I think it's Monday. The 20th. Okay. So not too far off now. And um, is it being live streamed? Yes, it is. On YouTube? On the, if you just search Down Under Championship? Uh, I'm pretty it? sure. It'll be on Down Under YouTube. Uh, I think the outdoor events might be like a facebook live okay but anything in the stadium will be a proper broadcast live stream with, and uh, just like ballpark so you can tell me to fuck off if you don't answer this <laughs> but ballpark how much money is leaving the down on a championship account like I don't, like whatever's coming in, I don't I don't care about what's coming in. I'm just wondering about the cost of putting on an event of this scale. Like when you when everybody is paid and you haven't taken in any money yet from any sponsors or any spectators or anything, is it like eighty thousand dollars? Is it like way more than that? Is it way less than that? So the the cost to run it, you mean? Is yeah. that what you yeah, so like the venue, the equipment, just, the just the venue just the venue itself last year was around 150k fuck yeah so that's just the venue <laughs> fucking hell okay jesus yeah so your 80k is way off fuck wow that's because i'm trying to think <laughs> so, so that's, yeah, it's, it's about like three quarters or like three fifths i think is dollar to dollar and then like, and then prize prize money was like 125 thousand last year like so just those so two heading for, heading for three hundred thousand just and that's does that when that's you say venue food. does that include like insurance and stuff uh the venue it, it included yeah the venue itself uh the all their stuff that they needed some catering all that kind of stuff um Fucking hell. It, it'll be very similar this year maybe a little bit more because we're using outside and we need turf protection and there might be turf damage and, oh, yeah. you know, stuff <laughs> like that. You'll be going around with a little nail scissors yeah. at the end. Be like, yeah. let's put that bit back. Um, yeah, and for equipment then, do you... Do you, um, do you utilize the, like your own equipment from Frankston or do you bring in, because I see like concept no. are involved, are they, are you bring in all your own equipment specifically for it or have you got like a competition setup that you have stored somewhere for the rest of the year? So we've got AlphaFit equipment supplying uh, all the equipment for us and yeah, we've got Concept2 supplying the, the uh, machines, but uh, yeah, AlphaFit's taking lead on all of that they're supplying the equipment um and yeah we're they're pushing you know 100k in what they're supplying um so yeah it's it's a pretty a pretty major thing like it has to the numbers have to work like fairly quickly you're heading for like half a million there fairly quickly yeah, when you have everything like, included yeah well they're a sponsor like it's not directly an outlay for yeah, us yeah. but the outlay from everyone so, yeah yeah so like we we need these high profile athletes for this thing to work yeah. we need bums on seats for this thing to work like yeah it's just the only way it, it can so yeah and that's like one of the cheaper venues too in australia like, it's, a, it's a regional area <laughs> so uh yeah it's 
It's good. Like when when I got the opportunity to jump on this and be a part of it, I thought of that venue straight away just because there's so many good memories there. We had regionals run yeah. there from 2012 to 2017. Um, so it was quite a few years in there. And I knew that it would excite a lot of people to go back there because it, it had been a while. And um, that's where Mick Shaw, who used to run the regionals, um, he had it there. And then he also ran and started down under in 2019. And then as the licensed event or sanctioned event for CrossFit, and then he lost it to Torian. And then that's where he uh, he pretty much just stopped stopped it, um, had enough at that point, and then that's when that kind of came about for us to jump on board and bring it back. So, so if we see down under championships twenty twenty four across at Frankston, we know you're in trouble. We know you've yeah. you've significantly scaled back yeah. operations. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um. All right, can you give us any kind of teasers then of what people can expect from the workouts? Like, is there anything, um, anything particularly mouth-watering coming up? Mouth-watering? Uh, yes. Uh, well, they're going to find out very soon, but they will get an opportunity to get outside and probably get some, some sand on their feet or on their shoes. Okay. Maybe on their hands. Maybe some other places. Who knows? Some crevices. <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll be outside on the field like I talked about. I can only really talk about kind of locations, no real yeah. specific. But the way they're, they're written, and it's like, like scheduling had to fit in. Like it had to all fit within a big schedule, uh, multiple events. We've got a contingency plan. I've done the schedule for Friday and Sunday that they kind of mirror each other. So if the okay. weather's bad, I can flip days if I yeah. need to, if the weather doesn't kind of line up. Um, so I've got a lot of uh, things in place to make sure that it's a good experience for um, the athletes and also the spectators. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very good to watch from a spectator perspective, but also uh, fun and good to participate in as well. Um, Even just you mentioned that you have someone looking after like the this side of things. Whoever's doing this is doing a fucking really good job. The website is really good. Um, and that's uh, Andreas, Andreas, business partner. It's really good. Like it's really good that. There's just so much. Usually you go on to these, like I've been on websites before where you're like, others oh, can. I've been on websites before where you're like, oh, I wonder like what vendors are going to be there. And it's fucking hard to find. And you're looking yeah. back through Instagram for one little shitty post that was posted like four months ago and you're trying to find it. But there's a lot of um, like detail in each of these as well, which is really cool. Um, so then if people want to uh, find out more, I suppose they should be going to down on the championship oh, oh. There we go. yeah down on and at down on championship on instagram um yeah. i just followed that there like 20 seconds ago because i realized i wasn't following <laughs> it before now um and then it's going to be streamed on the youtube download down on championship on the youtube yeah um and from next monday people can can see this fella is going to shift to the right and the first workout will be popping up there basically Monday sometime after Monday of next week yeah it should be yes exciting are you, are you excited for it or are you nervous or are you kind of fine about no, it I'm excited for it I remember last year I was like so unsure on how it's all going to play out like I've ran uh, quite a few comps in my day but not at that scale yeah. there's a lot a lot of moving pieces a lot of people involved um yeah we've got a really good team though um so very confident in because we've got the same team like from broadcast to head judge to equipment like we've got really good people with a lot of experience in those areas so i'm just excited confident that everyone's going to do their job and we're going to put on a great event um so yeah it's not too cool. far off now so 
Yeah, all, it's, it's all, uh, almost either. Everything's looking looking good. We just need to get um, some more bums on seat. So if you're thinking about it, grab some tickets, support the event, so we can pay that big bill to the <laughs> to the venue. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's the thing as well. That pe- people get like people see and they see like, oh, that's great, a really successful event, and then for some reason that leads them to think like, I don't need to support it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that. It's. <laughs> Um, and there's, uh, oh, I can't get into it. There's Beck was there last year. I was there last year. It was fantastic. So you can buy another Thanks. ticket there, Beck. He's got a, yeah. a couple of hundred thousand that he bring, needs to pay off. Bring, bring some friends. Yeah. Buy lots of tickets. Um, just before uh, we finish up, I just want to shamelessly promote myself. Um, there's a pre-order on these. Uh, they're like a pullover, like a... I don't know what you call it, like a little pump cover. A jumper. Um, yeah, like a light long sleeve tee kind of thing. And then this is a like a sweatshirt, like a jumper sweatshirt thing. Um, uh, and there's also like a little in-joke hidden in it as well that nobody has seen yet, as far as I know, because no one's mentioned it to me. So if anyone sees it, you can tell me. Um, and they are, the pre-order for that closes on Saturday. So if you don't have an order in by Saturday, forget it. Um, because it's literally the amount that's there was one of each for myself is what's being bought um because similar to rob it's not 150k we're talking about but there's bills to be paid um <laughs> so if you want one of them you can order them you can go to the website coffeepodsandmiles.com i for, i have forgotten to say that on every show i've done for the last seven days this is the first time i've remembered it and the only thing that brought into my head was i'm actually pretty broke myself when you were talking about your 150k i was like it's a different scale but i'm still broke yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, listen, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, Rob. It's been great to get to talk to you. Um, it was really nice to get to meet you in Madison as well. Um, congrats on everything you've achieved with your own career, your family, your affiliate, this, like, down under, and helping Jay and everything else. It's remarkable what you've done. Um, best of luck next month. Well, it's not a month away, but, you know, in December. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we'll make this an annual an annual little thing of um, coming on and having a little preview or a review every year of down under would be great i could come next year i'll come yeah you should yeah i'll just uh i'll just wait till the third child arrives and then i'll fuck off for a month to australia can't see any problem with that I'm sure yeah it'll be fine. easy just bring the whole family it won't cost much even not even the financial toll that would take <laughs> it would cost so much like mentally and emotionally, emotionally. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that flight with no i'm not doing that yeah Rob. Um, but thanks, <laughs> best look at everything. Thanks very much. Thank you. Appreciate sure. it.